This is Wilton Baseball Coach Jake Serrata, and you're listening to the Coach's Corner Podcast. Coach's Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stonebreaker. Thanks for listening. We have a busy show today, so let's get started with who's on the program. On today's program are Wilton Girls Basketball Coach Jake Serrata, Tipton Wrestling Coach Matt Neerham, Nottaway Valley Girls Basketball Coach Brian Eisbach, Tipton Boys Basketball Coach Brad Buckwalt, Tipton Girls Basketball Coach Matt Bolger, West Branch Girls Basketball Coach Jared Tylee, West Branch Boys Coach Jason Kern, and we'll end it up with North Cedar boys basketball coach Robert Helgerson. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. Coach Carter Podcast. We're catching up with Wilton Girls basketball coach Jake Serrata. Coach, welcome on. Thank you. Have some games to talk about. Two wins, two losses, all but one on the road. How are things going? Oh, I don't know. We're just coming off a very tough stretch of games here. You know, we've played a lot of the, the ranked teams in the conference here. We've had a lot of them, you know, right in a row here. It's just a tough stretch and a tough conference, but, you know, we're fortunate to, to go two and two in our last four games. You know, happy to get our 10th win right now and happy with where we're at. You guys started out this stretch of four games uh, at Durant. And it was a makeup because you guys got uh, um, some weather. Um, everyone pretty much was canceled last Tuesday. You guys played Wednesday, 52-43 victory, and you guys sweep the season series over the Wildcats. Yeah, it was good to you know to get that win at the Rams. Um, always close games there when you play the rival team like that. It's just a good battle back and forth. Been a couple lead at times, and then they would come back on us, and we held our own. Um, won the battle on the rebounds, and um, ultimately won the game. Uh, Kelsey had a great game, uh, scoring 22 points. Uh, Ella contributed, I believe, 17, and Peyton had 10. Um, five critical ones down the stretch there. And um, I thought our, our team really stepped up when Durant made a run with us, got it down to four with about three minutes to go, and then we um, responded nicely to, to get the win. Both Ella and Kelsey each had double doubles that night. You guys led 35 25 at halftime, and you know you outscored them in three of the four quarters. And even in the one you didn't get out that you didn't outscore them, it was pretty close. Yeah, it was, it was a, a balanced attack for us that night, and all around very pleased with how we played the game. It's a you know tough environment over there. Um, even when one team is on paper a better team, it's. Uh, it's always close games, no matter the score when you play Durant. And, you know, they I think they play better at home than the road. You know, they're pesky on the road, but they just play better. Even if they don't win, they're just tough. Um, in at least the last couple of years, they've, they've just been pestier <laughs> on the, on, at home. You know, they uh, had 10 steals, you had 15, you know. 
They, they had 16 turnovers. You guys didn't. Um, you out-rebounded them by 12. You guys shot better. I had more made free, uh, field goals. And, yeah, you know, we made four three-pointers. He said uh, Peyton had two of those. And, uh, yeah, a good win. So, a South Division win. Getting 10 wins on the week is pretty good, too. We'll get in that after we get through these. You guys went to West Branch on Saturday, another game that was, um, I think that was postponed because of them, if I remember right, right? No, we played them we'll on Friday night. It was, um, that was when, yeah, we were supposed to play them that Friday, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, a tough game on the road at West Branch. That's another place that's tough to play. Uh, just a different gym, different setting. Um, and, you know, they're number two or number three in the state. They're obviously a very good basketball team. And when they're hot from the outside, they're as good a team as there is around. Um, they have a lot of balance in their lineup and um, a good big girl in the middle. So they have a very nice team. And uh, we kind of ran into a buzzsaw that night. And um, wasn't wasn't our best game by, by any means, but they had a lot to do with that. Kelsey Drake had 17 and four rebounds. Kate Strato at nine. Ainsley Bourne with three. And that'll take us to Cascade on Saturday, if I remember right. And that was rescheduled to Saturday, if I remember right. Uh, the game was scheduled for Saturday, and there was no, they moved it to Monday. Um, so we, we had a game on the road Monday night um, against another ranked team. I think, believe they're 10th or 12th. Um, you know, another, another very good opponent, um, another tough place to play, different setting down on that hole at, at Cascade. Um, they're a very balanced team. We got down 14 nothing to start the game. Um, then we fought back to turn into a two-point game at halftime. And, you know, I was part of our girls with they didn't fold up shop. They continued to play hard and, you know, had chances throughout the course of the game. Uh, unfortunately, they just uh, they were just tough down the stretch and were able to put it put it away at the end. But we fought the entire game and, and we were right in it right to the end. So uh, very pleased with their effort that night. Um, and you know, coming off back to back ranked teams uh, on the road uh, Monday night, long bus ride. I was, I was pleased with how we played. Alyssa Lux, a sophomore, she's had some big games. She got you guys for twenty six. Kelsey Drake with 12, Ella Caffrey with 11, Drake had a double-double, and Ella had 8. Peyton with 5 rebounds, Mallory Lang with 9, and she had a pretty good shooting night from the perimeter, 3 of 6 from 3-point lines. Yeah, you know, Mallory's done a nice job these last couple weeks here of you know, uh, hitting some shots for us. She plays excellent defense. Um, you know, just you know, coming in her own here. Um, doing some good things for us at both ends of the floor. And like you said, Kelsey is just, you know, very consistent for us, does a nice job. No matter who we're playing, she uh, she can she makes good passes, she rebounds, she, she shoots well. So uh, just an all-around good basketball player. I think it's our last game here. You guys played Mid-Prairie Tuesday night this past Tuesday, and you guys got your second victory over the Golden Hawks, 43-38, and sweep the season series over Mid-Prairie. Yeah, I mean, Metro is a, a very nice basketball team. They have three really good basketball players on that on that team, and um, no, it's, it's that's never an easy game. No matter who's playing them, they're 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 going to give you a battle night in and night out. And you know, for us to get two wins against them this year, I'm very pleased with that as our team. Um, I thought, you know, once again we got down ten to nothing, um, so it was a slow start when we fought back. Uh, we're down two at halftime. 
And then I thought we really played a, a very good third quarter to take a, a four or five point lead at the end of the quarter. And then from there, we um, proceeded to let them go on a 12 0 run to start the, the fourth quarter, get behind, and then fight back to, to get a victory. And I thought uh, um, we made some nice adjustments, uh, did some nice things defensively to, to get. Uh, get the win there. Um, Coach Hedrick suggested a triangle on two on their top two players, and uh, we, we sprung that on the girls, and they did a really nice job running that for the first time they've ever done it, and uh, I really think that that was a, a big key for us. To, that we disrupted their, their offensive set, and were able to climb back into the game and get the victory. You know, the stat of the game for me is Salem Hosteller. I think she had two points, and she's had some really big games. She's a senior, and she's 6'2", I think, 6'1", 6'2". And when you add Newman on the high post, or give or take, she has a little bit of mobility. She finished with 16. Maya Luger is a good shooter. She's the other girl you're talking about, 13 points. And, uh, you know, you take one of the three away, that's really good. And the one you took away, I'm – I'm pretty impressed with because I've seen her have some big games. Yeah, I thought, you know, Ella Caffrey did a nice job on her uh, defensively as well as uh, um, uh, Grace Madlock came in and gave us some valuable minutes as well on the boards. And I thought that, you know, we got her in some foul trouble. Uh, we did a nice job of our game plan of going at them, being strong with the basketball and not being afraid to go into the middle and bang around a little bit. Um, our girls got, got them in foul trouble a little bit. And, that was key for us to, to get her out of the game and and to let our, our big girls then be able to score inside. And I thought Ella really stepped up last night. And, you know, especially down the stress there, she scored a lot of points for us in the fourth quarter to, to propel us back to the lead and get the victory. Um, like I said, we had some key shots. We played very good defense down the stretch. And I, I was very pleased with how we rebounded last night going against a bigger a physical team like that. And I thought our girls got in and mixed it up nicely. Ella finished with 17, Kelsey with 12, Mallory Lang with 7. You guys have won the last three against Golden Hawks, six out of the last seven against Mid Prairie, and that is all we have. Ten win season again for the Beavers, and I know that's um, you want to collect more. You have some more games coming, but you know you have to hit 10 before you can hit 11. Yeah, I mean obviously we. we... Had six regular season wins last year, picked up a seventh with the postseason. So, so to get to 10, obviously, that's a, that's a huge step for us. You know, like you said, this conference has, has a lot of good basketball teams in it. Not, not like you can show up any night and expect a victory because every night you're going to get somebody's best. And, you know, a lot of, I mean, there's four or five ranked teams in our conference, um, and some of those you have to play twice. So it's never, you know, never an easy game. And, very proud of our girls to pick up 10 wins on the year. And hopefully, you know, they're going to be hungry for some more here as we, you know, we got four guaranteed games left and hopefully we can extend that a little bit. Yeah. And some of these games, I kind of think your schedule progresses. It goes from, you know, you have Tipton, Regina, and then state ranked West Liberty. And am I nuts for thinking that? No, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, on paper, that's how it goes, but, you know, Tipton's been playing very good basketball. They're, I mean, they've been giving everybody battles. Um, they play very good defense. They're, they're very well coached. Um, you know, Regina coming off quarantine, they've played a lot of games down the stretch here. You know, they're, they're playing good basketball as well, and, you know, West Liberty is, is a very good team. So, you know, we got three tough games down the stretch, and then heading down in the tournament time. So, hopefully we'll... You know, get to stay healthy and, and continue to play well. Coach, we'll talk about some of these games next week. We'll take a look at the postseason. Good luck. Go again. All right, thank you.
Welcome back to the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Tipton Wrestling Coach Matt Neerham. Coach, welcome on the podcast. Thanks, Ryan. We are at sectionals here. Uh, the conference meet was canceled last weekend due to weather. How are things going? Um, well, we're doing the best that we can to uh, get ready for the sectionals this weekend. Obviously, it was uh, you know disappointing that that uh, conference you know tournament. Uh, Got canceled last weekend. That we were looking forward to that, just from you know the standpoint of of uh, you know getting competition in. It's been a little while since we've had a had a competition, and um, we always kind of use that conference meet as a I don't know kind of a prelude to the sectional tournament, kind of the way we prepare for it, and use it kind of as a practice run for sectionals in, in, in a way. And so it was a little bit disappointing to uh, to lose that, but. Uh, like I said, we've got to keep moving forward. This this year's been crazy for a lot of people in a lot of ways. If, if you haven't learned how to roll with the punches or go with the flow or, you know, just, just adapt, then uh, I think you haven't you know, learned anything from this, this deal. So Yeah, it's been a rough year if you haven't done that too, and we're only into the first week of February. So hope, uh, <laughs> you know, so you guys have – uh, to travel to DeWitt on Saturday. There's these teams there, Comanche, DeWitt, Makokita, Solon, Tipton, and West Liberty. So a com- couple conference schools. So does knowing, you know, that a little, almost half the field, in a way, you know, if you count yourselves, you, you kind of at least know? I mean, how, how do you guys prepare for this um, and still kind of keep the edge on in the room getting ready for sectionals? Yeah, well, obviously those those teams you named, um, we've seen all. I think we've seen all but one of them. Um, you know, two of them are you know, West Liberty and Comanche Conference schools, and, and we dueled them. But we've also dueled Solon and Makokita. Uh, uh, um, you know, so teams we've seen um, definitely some some good good competition there. Uh, uh, every single one of those teams has some. Really uh, solid individuals, and and uh, a couple of those teams are you know pretty solid from top to bottom. So you know just just trying to get our guys you know as as mentally and physically prepared as we possibly can, um, knowing that they're going to see some good competition. Um, you know, trying to simulate you know match like like kind of things in the in the practice room. Um, you know situations uh, that they might see in a in a match. You know, trying to score you know, late in the period, trying to you know uh, score last in the match, or you know scenarios where maybe you're you're down going into the into the you know last thirty seconds and, and you know, working on things that you need to do there to score in those kinds of situations, and and then just you know getting getting them feeling good too this this week. Um, you know, we went pretty hard early in the week, just trying to, to push through, get in better shape, you know, get you know, get that mental edge. But now as the week rolls on here, we're, you know, we're back off a little bit. Don't, don't quite, you know, maybe not as long of practices, that kind of thing, trying to get guys rested up and didn't hit the weights as hard this week as, as we normally would to try to, you know, just get feeling good and feeling strong and hopefully trying to peak at the right time, so. Yeah, you know that mentality to fight for another week in the wrestling room is a real thing that um, 
kids, you know, not everyone will come back to the room, you know, in with another meat in their hands next week. Um, but, you know, there's still that hope. And, you know, hope sometimes you need to make it run, you know. I mean, we've seen it over the years with different guys, you know. Maybe it's not to a district meet, but maybe it's to a sectional final or sectional semifinal with an upset or something. You know, things can happen. Yeah, you bet. We, you know, we talk about that with our team, um, with our guys. You know that that uh, kind of the Saturday we're everybody gets a fresh start. You know, um, anything can happen, and and uh, you know, no matter if you're, you know, not don't have a winning record or whatever, you know, any, anything can happen. You go to sectional tournaments and upsets happen all the time. And, and uh, you know, like you said, make a run. You know, some guys are maybe had a slow start to the season. They're coming on strong now. And, you know, this is the time that you want to, that you want to be at your best. And, and uh, you know, kind of what happened before really doesn't matter. Um, you know, obviously it, it helps, you know, with seating and that kind of stuff, but uh, you know, going forward, it, it's kind of a it's kind of a new season here, starting on Saturday. You know, last year we went to Davenport Assumption. We saw, you know, some of the bigger teams there too. We didn't have that, so that's kind of good as well. Um, Austin Lenz, Caleb Neerum got through to the district meet, and you know, Tyler. I'm sorry, what? And Skyler Smith, too, did last year. Yes, sorry. Um, so we had three guys go through, and, you know, Caleb and Skyler looking for big things here on Saturday. Nile shut, too. You know, Tristan has a good shot. You know, some of these guys last year, you know, uh, you know, like we said, you know, dipped their toes in the sectional thing and came back stronger this year, and now they're in a different position. And some of these guys, you know, you can make a case for Caleb and Skyler, you know, they're going to, you know, they took a next step, got to a district meet, and they know uh, what that looks like. So what what is it that's uh, exciting for you as a coach and uh, Coach Lenz and uh, the people that help you out? I mean, what's exciting for you guys? I mean, this is, I mean, you guys probably wish you could be on the mat this Saturday too, right? Well, <laughs> I think a lot of guys that, uh, that coach, you know, they have good feelings about this time of year, um, probably in a lot of ways, and a lot of it's just the excitement. Um, you know, this is kind of what this is kind of what we work for all season long. You know, dual meets and, and tournaments leading up to it. You know, they're all geared to get you better for this time of year, for the sectionals, for the district tournaments, and and uh, so. You know, I, I think it's just that anticipation, uh, all the work you put in this season, and just trying to get to this point. You guys uh, see what your guys can do, and and you know, like you said, there's always there's hope. You know, no matter no matter what your record is going in, you know, everybody's got a chance, and everybody gets a gets an opportunity to to wrestle on Saturday. So. Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast this morning. We'll look forward to talking about sectionals next week. We'll have some uh, results to uh, break down, I guess, and see where we're at going into districts. Good luck. Go get them. Thanks, Ryan.
to the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Nottoway Valley girls basketball coach Brian Eisbach. Coach, how are you doing? Good, Ryan. Thanks for having me. We have something special to lead off the broadcast with. 2020-21 Pride of Iowa Conference champions, Nottoway Valley Wolverines. How does that sound, Coach? Sounds great. Sounds great. It's uh, it's an honor that uh, the girls were able to lock it down at home against Mount Air, uh, one of our biggest rivals, uh, on Tuesday night. And uh, actually, like we've talked about in the past, uh, a rival that we actually split uh, were co-champs with last year. Um, so for our seniors and, and everybody else in our program, it was a it was obviously our first goal, and when you list goals for the season, that was the one we knew we could we could obtain if we if we took care of business. And fortunately for us, we were able to uh, to do it at home in front of a, a great crowd, and and uh, kids are excited. You had a mix of road and home games. Um, you know, you played Bedford, Southeast Warren, Earlham, ACGC, and Mount Air. You know, some conference rivals, some regional rivals, and uh, it amounted to five wins in a short amount of time. Five wins in six days, and. Gave the kids yesterday off. We're hoping to get a game in tonight uh, with Red Oak coming to town. The weather is still uh, acting up a little bit, but hopefully we'll know here in the next couple hours whether or not we'll get to play tonight. And then we uh, go to Lenox um, for our last regular season game tomorrow evening. Uh, they're second place in our conference, and uh, uh, they're ranked in 1A, and they're a good, a good up, up-and-coming, very confident, playing with a lot of confidence, uh, tough kids, and, and we're looking forward to getting that one in as well. Last week, I believe, I don't know if you said on the podcast or not, but Lennox picked up a big win. I think, didn't they beat Mount Air too? Yeah, yeah, for the first time, I think, in, I don't know, five or six years. And um, they've, uh, I think they are 12, maybe number 12 in 1A. And yeah, yep. Like I said, we, we got them by seven points a couple weeks ago and looking to, uh, looking to uh, play a more of a complete game this time around. Coach, you guys are a high-scoring team in the Sayo plays. Pretty exciting. I, I'm guessing fans down there are excited to uh, um, get behind the team. You know, you guys, um, from what I've seen on different video streams and uh, a couple times on listening to, uh, on the radio through the Internet back here on the eastern side of the state, um, you know, you have some excitement surrounding the team. You know, you have people cheering. You have people uh, um Invested, um, and I think that's kind of a, a, a good mark. I mean, you, you, you guys have a social media account, and you know, the last couple of weeks here, you've been saying how special this team is, and I mean, you've said it throughout here and there and sure. during the season, but especially down the stretch here, and I don't think it's kind of lost that you guys are appreciating this run here. Absolutely. Um, first and foremost, we have, uh, you know, before before the state opened things back up, and, and our conference teams opened things back up as far as spectators um you know we had um many many people reaching out uh, whether it was via text or messaging on our uh, social media accounts i mean and, and not even people that live in and around greenfield and dare county or fontanelle or bridgewater i mean it was it was literally people that live in nebraska or minnesota or illinois that used to maybe go to school here or have a you know a distant relative that plays on the team that they they're following us and i've been very impressed and humbled by as has as has the team, as have the kids, on the support that our community and now that they've opened it back up. Um, I mean, we went to Earlham last Saturday, and I bet it was at least ten to one our crowd to theirs. And and Earlham's not a bad team, and you know, it just it speaks volumes of of what this program and what these kids have accomplished, not only record wise, but you know, two years ago we were twelve and ten, and and currently, knock on wood, we're nineteen and zero, and just won the conference, and and the amount 
doesn't hurt that they're an exciting group to watch. But, you know, when I say this group is special, um, you know, it, it truly – I don't just say it because it sounds cool. I mean, these kids are, are, are very special people, um, more than just basketball players. But when they get on the floor and they play together, I mean, very rarely do you have to remind somebody to make the extra pass. And that's a special um, – characteristic to have in a team, especially a team that, you know, it does have high expectations and we feel like we've got a target on our back and have all season. And uh, to know that these kids are playing for each other, uh, whether it's in practice or in a game, home or away, is a very special thing. It's something I'm very proud of. Coach, the last five games, you know, uh, typically, you know, by that fourth or fifth game, you know, <laughs> maybe the legs aren't there, maybe three-pointers don't fall, maybe uh, scores drop off. Um this is just my opinion, but you know, seeing the scores for the last five games, victories over Bedford, Southeast Warren at Earlham, home against ACGC, and then home against Mount Air, you know, essentially 60 points or above. Um, I think that's hard to do because I've seen you guys play, and you know, your horses run, and then you have people come in off the bench, and you know, you've been getting a lot more contributions off them here the second half of the season, but you know kids are kids they get tired just like you or me <laughs> maybe not as quickly but yeah i agree with that i think uh um i think it is a testament to um you know amy Sivich is our assistant and she has a special drill that we throw in not really a drill a conditioning portion of practice that the kids absolutely despise um we call it fourth quarter and something that her dad who um was a, a a very good coach in his own right um down in Corning uh, had had when she was a kid and, and played. And, um, you know, we also do a lot of um, game-based things in practice. We don't just, okay, get on the line and run. Very rarely do we do that. And these kids push each other, and they're in great shape. But, you know, we we uh, we actually lost the second half against Mount Air by a point um, and won by 17. And, and, you know, the kids were a little disappointed after the game. They felt like we should have built on our halftime lead. And, and although I didn't disagree with them, at the same time, in all reality, they had just played five games in six days, and we press a ton. I mean, we press a ton on defense, and we run a ton on offense. And it's like, just take a second and appreciate what you just accomplished. And, and you know, obviously the message to them was after the regular season ends, the next time you'll play back-to-back -back games is if we make it to the well. And, uh, you know, take, uh, I guess, take a little bit of comfort in that and know that, you know, you guys are in great shape and we got to keep it up, so. You know, Coach, uh, I, think, I think it would be a tough balance to um, play that many games and play against teams that you're favored in so many times. You know, kids are distracted by many things. And, you know, I see it all the time of teams that, you know, go into a game and maybe um, underestimate or, are distracted and take a while to get going and when you leave teams in a game longer that's problematic and you know then you attach a ranking to it that's also problematic um or if you let it in a way but um i think it looks like you guys have kind of weathered that uh if there was going to be a lull it looks like you guys have weathered that yeah i i agree with that and and uh you know we, we've talked i think you and i spoke you know this last weekend and there were lulls we had. Um, I mean, there's been lulls in most of our games, you know, and it's really hard. Um, it's really hard to play fast um, continually and not have letdowns or, or not, you know, make mistakes. Um, 
had a few, a few games where, and that's something people bring up a lot, is, oh, you've been blowing everybody out and you haven't had any adversity. Well, actually, we have. We've had plenty of adversity. We've had some games where we've had, you know, multiple starters in foul trouble and, you know, maybe even like three fouls in the first half or, or where shots aren't falling yet. And, and these kids have always um, responded well, whether it's in the second half or whether it's after a timeout. Um, but I think, you know, when I say these kids are special, going back to that, very rarely, um, whether it's boys or girls, in my opinion, very rarely do you have a team uh, where fingers don't get pointed um, out of frustration, out of being tired. Things aren't going your way. It's so easy, human nature, to, to place blame on others. And, and I can 100% assure you this team has never, um, since November, ever um, done anything like that. And you know that's something that, you know, whether it's – the culture that Amy and I have strived so hard to, to build, you know, yeah, we can take maybe a little bit of credit for that, but I mean, that's on the kids. These kids have really embraced what we're trying to accomplish, and, and 19 and 0 is awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong, but they also understand that in the grand scheme of things, we haven't done anything yet. You know, we haven't even started the postseason. We'll know, you know, later today, hopefully, what that's going to look like, and, and we'll uh, recalibrate things after we get done with the regular season, but very proud of, of these kids and, and from top to bottom every single one of them will be a successful person in life because of the kind of people they are coach do you think the next uh, I mean obstacle may not be on the court it may be um, once uh, um, you, you hope you're 21 and 0 going into postseason and sure. you know not I mean it's almost like you have to put that away you know it's like that's awesome it's like a shiny trophy let's put on our trophy case and now let's look work for another one and that goes back to kind of what goals you have in the season I mean I'm guessing you know conference champs was maybe the first you know going undefeated maybe the second making a run the postseason get to state third I mean maybe not in that order per se but I mean those half I I can't I cannot imagine those not being your guys' goals this year those absolutely were and 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 even from day one, um, you know, looking at our schedule and, and knowing, um, you know, what kind of weapons the teams that were on our schedule have or don't have, um, and, and this was not being cocky or arrogant or anything, but, you know, we sat the girls down before the season started and said, you know, we have a very realistic opportunity in front of us to run the table. And the joke was, I, there's a couple of kids that, what does that mean? And what does run the table mean? And so we explained it to them. And, and I firmly believe, and I'm not making any predictions, I'm not giving anybody any bulletin board material, you know, but we've told this team from day one, and there's been past years we've used the same expression, but the only team in the state we feel like that can beat us is us from top to bottom. And and believe me, we've proven it. We've had, you know, everybody says, oh, it'd be good if you guys got a loss going into the, you know, going into the postseason because then you know how to handle it and you learn from it. There have been a handful of games where we've met after the game, Mount Air on Tuesday night included, where the kids were literally upset with themselves because they didn't win by more. And so we, we took that and we've we've spun that to them like, you know, that's the feeling. Like if you if you, you know, go to Lennox tomorrow night and you don't come out as fired because you know they're gonna be fired up. They've got something to prove. And if we don't play like we have something to prove, you will get knocked off. They're that good. So using the, the psychological things of, um, of of handling, taking care of business, and, and, and appreciating, you know, where we're at, but understanding what we're trying to accomplish is, is definitely uh, in the forefront of all of our minds. 
it's kind of exciting to know. I don't know. It's it final this away. You know, it's like in one of your in with your your highlights of this year. You know, I mean, having to explain what run the table is to kids <laughs> has to be one of those. Uh, um, you know, it's like. Oh yeah, they're just kids, you know. I mean, yeah. uh, it's probably easy to to think of them as uh, you know a year older or two years older in in uh, p- basketball playing uh, lingo, you know. But uh, just those moments have to be uh, uh, when you go back to this is a special team, you know. To me, that's a moment of special. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is, and that you know we try to remind them all the time to appreciate the moment, appreciate you know what you've done, appreciate what you're a part of. And that's, I mean, as a coach, you know, trying to, in my third year, trying to build, we're trying to build something that the kids are, are proud to be a part of. You know, everybody can say, oh, I played basketball in high school and or I played all sports in high school or I didn't play any sports in high school. But being able to say that, you know, and, and, and see a smile come on your face that, that you are proud to be part of that. And that's, whether you go on 21 or 21 or no, I mean, you can still be proud of what you're trying to accomplish. And, and uh, you know, we we talk about it, you know, with the records and everybody wants to talk about um, the conference championships and all that stuff. But, you know, uh, less than a year ago, a lot of these kids couldn't run track because of COVID or, or didn't get to play soccer because of COVID or, or had a really weird, disruptive softball season. And just appreciate the fact that we're still here, you know, and I'm knocking on wood right now, but appreciate the fact that you're able to compete for each other. And, and, you know, that's, that's a special thing in itself and something that it's really easy to take for granted before COVID, you know, and now, you know, now it's, it's one game at one day at a time and, and hoping that everybody stays healthy and and does what they need to, to to be able to participate. But uh, definitely uh, trying to not get caught up in, the stress or or the pressure but appreciating it and, and knowing that you know it's because of their hard work that we're in this position guys before i let you go i'd like to touch on some of the records you guys uh continually uh, uh collect as well it's almost like you're collecting your it's like you're collecting memories and then now you need to shift to collecting forever memories you know with the postseason stuff not that the lead up here is not going to be a forever memory by any stretch but you know people remember postseasons and uh you know they also remember uh individual players and you know i always i'm kind of weird on this you know it's like if you're good enough you know you don't have to say their first name you know everyone always knows jordan for michael jordan or lebron for lebron james you know people around here know miller because ashley miller is all state and everything and went to nebraska you know i'm guessing there's a lot of people that um in southwest iowa are going to remember you know uh, menifee uh Weinheimer. Macklefish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that, but I wasn't necessarily sure how to pronounce it. But, you know, and, you know, you hope, you know, DeVault, Scheich, Coons, Bond, like Davis, you know, just keep going. I mean, to me, that's uh, um, something you try to collect, too, in a way. It is. And, you know, the really, really cool thing about these records, and, and we try to say it whenever we post these records on our social media, you know, we are first and foremost a we over me program. Um, you know, you've got everybody wants to talk about Maddox DeVault or or Lindsay Davis or, or Macy or Lexi or Corinne or, or Annika or Taryn. You know, the most special thing to me is seeing them make that extra pass for a layup and passing up a three that you know they can hit or a, lay, or a drive you know that they can score on, but finding that extra that extra pass, the wide open player. And, and the thing is, like, they feed off of that. Like, that that's exciting to them. I mean, we joked the other night, we had a game at East versus ACGC, and Amy and I kind of sat on the bench in awe of some of the passes that were being made that, I mean, 
these kids are literally getting better every day, every game. And I mean, there was one where Maddox cut through on the baseline and Macy hit her, and I think it, I think it like scraped the back of Maddox's head. And Maddox was like, "What the heck?" You know. But then in the next time out, we're talking about that. The, had Maddox seen that pass coming and could have caught and spun, it would have been probably one of the best highlights we've seen all year. But you know, they're 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 really understanding the game and moving without the ball and and you know that's so fun to watch and the other thing you know as far as the records go the cool thing about it is a lot of these records that have fallen were set by kids that our players watched while they were growing up you know and idolized and and followed and and you know some of them went to school maybe as a freshman when they were a senior or maybe they were in middle school these kids were seniors but that's how you build a tradition. That's how you build programs with, you know, with with uh, excitement and 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 looking to, to the future. And you know, my daughter's in seventh grade. Your daughter's, you know, her classmate of hers. And you know, they go to these games and they watch the the Shikes and the Coons and, and the Devolts and the Davis. You know, I, that's something that you know, hopefully they aspire to to be like when they're in high school. And and uh, you know, hopefully uh, the records continue to, to continue to fall. I was going to make mention of a pass I saw in the Earlham game. Macy was at the top of the key. Um, I believe she had a, um open shot. It's on the same side as uh, your guys' bench, and she zoomed it right into, I don't remember what who was in, right next to the basket, but it was a lengthy pass. Uh-huh. And I was like, that was pretty crazy because, um, you know, just as a, on a strength perspective, you know, it, it takes a little oomph to get from, I don't oh, yeah. know, where she was to there quickly because i mean it's earlham had some pieces um in the lane but um it resulted in two points nonetheless and um i noticed then i was like yeah that's a advanced type of pass <laughs> so um but yeah you know they're playing for more than just themselves in a way you know they're playing for those younger gals they're playing for a mom a dad a, a grandparent who can't make it you know and, you know, there's something special to that piece of it that it seems that you guys have. And wherever it ends, whether it ends in Wells Fargo or um, the last day of the season, you never know. But, um, yeah, it's it's something to, to watch. And, you know, the animal of the postseason's coming, and it's going to be exciting. We'll, like you said, we'll find out the brackets here pretty soon. We'll uh, touch on those next week along with these last two games and uh, go from there. So good luck. Go get them. Thank you for your coverage. We really appreciate it.
Welcome back to the Coach of Honor podcast. We're catching up with Tipton Boys basketball coach Brad Bucklaw. Coach, welcome on. Glad to be here this morning. Another week, another snow, uh, another wait and see about games, but despite all that, we have something to talk about. How are things going? Going real well, other than they're just sitting at home here for the last couple of days, you know, no school or whatnot. A lot of time to, a lot of time to be thinking about game planning and things like that. It's kind of good in a way. If it has to happen, it happens before postseason. But at the same time, you don't want too much of a break either. Correct. You know, you, you want to try and keep a hold of any momentum that you have. You know, right now. You know, at the start of February, and and yeah, like you said, you definitely don't want it once postseason starts. Let's talk about these games here. We came in this week uh, coming off a victory at Cascade. Um, we had uh, kind of took a swing through the county in a way, or very close to the county with West Branch, West Liberty, and Durant. Two of those were on the road. We started out with a home game against state-ranked West Branch. On the 28th, we took a loss, and they got us in both games this year. Yeah, um, you know, both games kind of ended up um, point differential wise about the same, about eighteen, nineteen points, and um, you know they they came off a, a two and a half or three week layover there for uh, for COVID reasons and whatnot, and so they were they were well rested and just ready to get back on the floor, and, and they were we were their first game back, and and you know they're state rank for a reason. I mean, they're, they're a very good team. Um, they kind of provide some challenges for us. Um, but again, uh, you know, they, they got us in the first half, you know, they, they came out and we weren't surprised with the pressures, just trying to duplicate that, replicate that in practice is tough for us. And so we got down in the first half, but we played, you know, very good basketball in the second half. I thought, yeah, you know, it's only a five point difference on the scoreboard in the second half. Um, Albeit the they got us in the third quarter, but it wasn't like a ten point swing. And really, in the first half, the two quarters they outscored us were eight and six. So I mean, it just was kind of a you know a methodical uh, separation in a way. It wasn't one big run. It wasn't one big uh, overwhelming of offense or defense. Right. You know, and that's what good teams do is they they understand. You know. Who, they understand their opponent and they know who they're playing and then yeah they just you know they're willing to take you know beat a team in a, in a quarter by five to eight points you know every quarter and they know that at the end of the game you know you're going to be looking at a, a 20 point win or something like you know pretty close to it and and that's what good teams do we nearly had three players in double digits cody bowman with 11 Caden rezek with 10 and davis webb right behind with nine excuse me with eight yeah yeah, um, all three of them played played very well that night. And again, continued that kind of post player development that we've been seeing um, since early January. You know, as we've gone through, you know, the middle and into the latter part of the season. You know, those three keep improving day in day out. I think it's over to Friday's game, last Friday's game at West Liberty, and you know, it was an interesting game. We we fought from behind. Pretty much all game. We were down by ten after the first. We got closer at halftime, twenty-seven to nineteen. We outscored the comments in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, but just not enough to get the final score in our favor. Fifty to forty-eight loss for the Tigers. Yeah, um, you know they came out and um, what's the really did, and they played with a lot of energy right away. And, 
and I think it kind of took us by surprise a little bit. Um, you know, I'm not sure if we were just kind of overlooking them and thinking that, you know, what we saw on paper was, you know, going to just be an easy win for us that night, you know, but so with, whether we took that for granted a little bit, um, they played very well all night long and kept the pressure up and, and were, they were hungry for a win and, and we told our guys that and we fought, we fought, we fought and, and we clawed our way back into it and we just couldn't close it out. I think Chance Thrasher, to me, was the was one of the difference makers. Um, he had 14 points and 11 rebounds and not necessarily on the rebound, but just he's, he seemed more active this game than the first time we played him and I don't know, maybe he was at home, he's a He's a senior. He's thinking, hey, I don't have many games left because he was in beast mode sometimes. Oh, definitely. I mean, he was, like you said, he was, you know, kind of a, a beast on the, on the boards there. And, you know, whether or not he got got the points off of the off, I know he got, you know, probably four or five offensive rebounds. Whether he got the points off of them, he kicked it out or found a, a teammate, you know, that did score for them. And so, yeah, you know, he was uh, definitely a difference maker for them that night. You know, Bob Ryan led us with 16 points. He had a shot. Um, we did have a shot to tie, tie, I think. I don't remember. I, it was kind of blurs together now. I know we had a shot at the end and we missed it. Um, I know Bob was kind of dis- disappointed about how the, the ending ended and, you know, Bob's made such strides this year. I felt horrible for him, you know. But at the same time, you know, it, it affected him, and you kind of want that. If that in that scenario, in a way, if you you want the you want the chance, win win or lose, and then you want the player to be you know elated or disappointed at the same time. Right. Yeah, we talked to with some guys afterwards, you know, and um, you know, obviously it wasn't what we expected, what we wanted as a, as an outcome. But again, like we talked with the boys and just said, you know, Hey, you know, this feeling that you have right now, you know, a don't hang your heads on it because, you know, we did it to ourselves and and we allowed it to happen. Um, and, but then at the same time, you know, just take what this feels like and just say, okay, next time we enter a game like this, understand we got to take care of our business and we got to do the things that lead us to be successful on the basketball floor. And, you know, Friday night, you know, West Liberty, like I said, just came out with the energy and we just didn't execute the way we needed to. So, Cody Bowman, Caden Rezac, Davis Webb, all with six rebounds. Cody had 11 points. Caden had nine. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this group uh, meshes with the guards down the stretch. I think uh, we've found something here. Definitely, you know, and, and yeah, I, I'm excited to see how how they can start to, you know, maybe have the both groups have, have big games at the same time. So um, definitely excited to see what they can do. I'll take us to our last game. We played on Tuesday at Durant. Um, we got the 53-42 victory, and with that, we exacted some revenge on the Wildcats. They got us um, up here the first game after Christmas break. Yeah, um, going into it, you know, that, that was going to be a big game for us. Um, kind of, we wanted to get, uh, we thought, you know, we didn't play very well the first time we played them right after Christmas break. Um, gave them a 10-point victory at our place, and so we wanted to try and turn that around going down to Durant on Tuesday night, and, you know, we did exactly that. Um, you know, played a, just a, a tremendously good game, you know, efficient game from, from start to finish, I thought, all night long. You know what's interesting is what 
how we played Duran is kind of how West Branch played us in a way as far as, you know, we didn't, um, we led, we outscored Duran after each quarter, but we, we didn't have a big quarter. We had, you know, the methodical, hey, you know, one point difference in the first, seven in the second, one in the third, two in the fourth, and, you know, when you add it up, it's an 11-point victory. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked at practice, you know, the next night real briefly about it. And, and yeah, I mean, it was just a, a solid game for us, you know, top to bottom. Um, we knew what Durant, you know, was going to bring into the game um, in terms of its physical nature and the way that they could get up and defend us hard. And so I thought we handled that pretty much, you know, the way we wanted to it for the, for the most part. All game long, there's a little stretch there, I think, in the third quarter where we kind of had about a, a six, seven-point lead, and then they, you know, we didn't have a, a couple good possessions on offense or whatever and allowed them to get back into it right away. But, you know, then we just kind of got back to doing what we were doing uh, offensively all night long. I thought we did a, a real nice job running our sets and, and getting getting good looks at the basket. We had three, uh, Bob Ryan with 13 Caden Rizak with 10, excuse me, Bob Ryan with 13, Cole Searing with 10, Caden Rizak with 9. We shot 51% from the field, 42 from the three-point line. You know, the only bugaboo was the free throws, but, you know, shooting the basketball was not a problem the other night. No, no, it was not. Um, that was our our best shooting performance of the year um, in terms of, of overall field goal efficiency. Um, and I think three-point um, percentage as well yeah you know free throw percentage man man if we could have some of those games back where we shot some poor free throws you know we'd be looking at a little bit different story right now but um we'll keep working at on those for sure but yeah uh shooting the ball i mean we guys came into the game and they had confidence and it just you could just tell they wanted that win tuesday night down there and they were they were locked in definitely on the offensive side of things. And then, you know, when we go down and, and defend Duran as well, um, a lot of guys were talking. The bench was engaged um, in terms of where where their shooters were at on the floor. So we didn't allow them to get, get hot like they did up in, at our place. That one sets our record at 7-10 and 10 overall, 5-10 and 10 in the south. And we're moving right up, Coach. We are um, – right now fourth place in the seven teams south so you know we have four games left coming uh weather permitting or whatever you want to call tonight's game with wilton as we record this uh most of the listeners who hear this podcast will know whether we're playing tonight or not and probably don't know if we do play what the result (laughs) is so you know we have um some games next week that'll you know kind of We'll lead right up to uh, uh, the tournament a week from Monday is when districts start. Any idea when brackets get released for that? Um, brackets got released yesterday, I believe. Um, yesterday or or Wednesday, the, the brackets came out for for our postseason. So um, they're out there, and we were lucky enough we got uh, we got the four seed in our district. And this year, because of of COVID and all the re- different restrictions the state gave a home game excuse me to the three seed and the four seed so as a four seed we actually get a a home playoff game this year and we'll host bellevue on the 15th that's exciting you know that 
we don't have to travel far and you know Bellevue that gives us a little advantage too because you know Bellevue is one of the longer trips and uh, that's exciting news so definitely definitely you know and it should be a, it should be a good good matchup there you know they've played well um since we saw them in early January and and so it should be a heck of a battle Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast this morning. Look forward to next week. We'll talk about the games coming up, and maybe we'll take a peek at Bellevue as well. Good luck. Uh, Go get them. Thanks, Ryan. Welcome back to the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Tipton Girls basketball coach Matt Bolger. Coach, welcome on. Thanks. You guys have a couple games to talk about. We had one game postponed, so um, unfortunately that's probably not going to happen now, <laughs> I would think. But, you know, add Iowa State Regina to Northeast and Anamosa, and, uh, you know, there's just not enough days, you know. And maybe, I don't know, maybe the conference will say, hey, you have to play divisional versus other ones. But then if you're looking at that, you're going to be canceling other conference games in a way, too. So how are things going? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little messy right now. Just trying to figure all that out. I had been texting one of the Regina assistants earlier in the week. and He had said, yeah, Thursday's not looking so good with the weather. If we don't get it in, we probably won't be able to play because they're already scheduled. And I haven't looked who they're playing, but they're already playing. Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and so that pretty much eliminates every remaining, you know, date that we could play before, you know, regional start. And I don't know, I don't know if the state would be willing to make kind of exceptions this year because of everything. If once teams are like eliminated, if kind of play a game or two after the fact, if if people wanted to get an extra game or two in, I don't know that people would be interested in that or not. But yeah, we're just we're run out of dates, and it's unfortunate because. I mean, that's a that's a team. We played the first game of the year, and we've obviously had a lot of growth since then. And we we're just anxious to kind of see how we matched up. And I don't know, we we're excited because we thought we had a really good shot to uh, to play a good game and maybe come away with a win. But we'll just have to move on to the next one. Let's talk about the games we did play. We went to West Liberty and Durant this past week. Coach, we gave West Liberty all they can handle. by one after the first quarter 10 to 9 we've led at halftime 19 to 17 we also led after the third quarter after outscoring 11 to 8 
they tied it at the end of regulation at 35. Um, and, you know, we had a couple shots uh, we just missed. But, you know, on the flip side, you know, this is where the growth of the team that people that have watched us over the years here, I mean, excuse me, over the year, you know, would, would probably agree, you know, it, it's hard to know, you know, you get a shot to win it, you miss it, but there's still time. And then it's like, uh, can we, can they, can they regroup? Can they, can they buckle down and get a stop? And, you know, we got to stop this time and we've went to overtime and I don't think that's easy to do. Maybe I'm just being dramatic. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was losing the lead. Uh, we were up five with, you know, right around two minutes, just under two minutes to go and things are looking good. And we went turnover, turnover. And, you know, it's hard at that point because you're, I think everybody starts to look up at that scoreboard and just praying that the, the time just keeps ticking fast. And to then see that lead disappear, it would have been easy to kind of crumble there at the end, especially with that out-of-bounds play they had and just kind of give one up. But we did guard that. We defended that. We pushed them to overtime. And, again, I think it just – you can only take kind of so many so many, so many many shots, you know, to the, to the psyche or whatever. And that, that first three was just kind of a – I don't know. The, you could feel the wind go out of our sails, and it was a quick turnover and an named one, and all of a sudden we're down six, and then it was nine. And you know, we just we can we can play with teams. It's just hard if we get down something like that with the you know we don't have a ton of firepower. We can come back fast in an overtime uh, situation like that. So you know, we kind of put ourselves in a bad spot there to start overtime, and they you know to their credit, they made a lot of plays there at the end. And but I, I mean, I do think you know for whatever reason we're we're gonna we're gonna get overlooked until we make that final leap where we get over the hump and get a win like that because you know people look at our record or they look at our past whatever and they think oh well it's just tips and coming to town or whatever and so we we can play with teams we just got to get over that hump I think and until we do it's just you know it's, it's just hard experience is the best teacher and, and so hopefully at some point we're able to get that winning experience because I think it'll build upon itself but until we do, we're just going to keep learning lessons. You know, we looking at the stats of the team. You know, we we beat them in the field goal percentage. We um, had more. We out rebounded them. We had more assists. You know, there there's some good things. You know, the the thing that sticks out though, they had 32 trips to the free throw line. They made 24. You take half of those away. You take 10 percent of those away. And you you don't know what what the score looks like at the end. Yeah, they they definitely hit a lot of free throws, and we we didn't get to the line nearly as many times as them. But when we did, we just came up, you know, shooting sub fifty is not going to win a close ball game typically, and that's kind of what you know that was one of our Achilles heels there that night. And so I think just again, but that's being in that situation, you know, free throws are they're easy seemingly when the game's not really on the line or whatever. But when you're you know coming down at crunch time at the end of the game, you're trying to hold on to a lead things get a little bit, that basket looks a little smaller, I guess. And I think for whatever reason, we just, we weren't quite, weren't quite clicking there at the free throw line, but we did a lot of other things well. But yeah, I think the free throw line was probably the difference in the game. Alex Hoffman had 17, Rachel Beerman had 9.6 rebounds. Um, Allison Nash, this stat line's just, just amazing. Four, four points, eight rebounds, two assists. So, you know, kind of just doing doing a solid game there and you know you have Liz Behrman with six rebounds as well and a steal and you know 
you took another step. Uh, you got some experience points, you know, in, in toughness. You know, there were several times when, you know, there was a technical foul. There was uh, some crazy calls. You know, the they they had to try to rough it up a little to kind of get in a position to go to overtime. And, you know, I thought those things, we won that battle too. Yeah, it was watching film. It was, you know, you always watch the first game and then, you know, you compare it to the second game or whatever. And just seeing the growth there, just like I don't, I don't know how many more wins we're going to get this year. I hope a lot, but if nothing else, like I know we're going to come ready for a, you know, for lack of a better term, we're going to come ready for a street fight, game in and game out. We're not going to get pushed over, bowled over, or anything. Like I feel like that's a huge lesson that we've learned this year. That you know what, like we're not, we're tired of getting bullied. We're tired of just taking beatings. Like we're going to come out swinging, and you know, I think that was that was fun to see. You know, I, I love to win. I really. You know, I, I hate losing. I love to win, but just seeing the growth in terms of that, that attitude or that just demeanor that, hey, like we can do this. We're not, we're tired of kind of being the, the doormat or whatever, and we're, we're going to come out battling. And so it's been really fun seeing that. Um, and the senior class has had a lot to do with that, obviously, just because they've really bought in. You know, and you mentioned Nash's stat line. It's just, it's fun. It's fun because this is a kid who has not played a lot of basketball you know, has really grown in terms of her IQ and just her role has expanded. And, and you know, you talk about the rebounds, the steals, and the, the assists. She always draws the opponent's best player. And so she had, uh, uh, she had you know, the, the hall girl and really did a great job guarding her. She got loose a little bit late, but um, I don't know. I've just The growth I've seen has just been so much fun and it's just enjoyable as a coach, obviously. Um, I just... I'm sad that the year's coming to an end because it's just like I just feel like we're starting to scratch the surface of our, you know, our potential. But you know, we still have some time left. Hopefully, we can keep growing. We went to Durant last week as well, and we picked up a victory, fifth one on the season, thirty-six to twenty. And for a long time, it was they they were struggling to score points. You know, we we kept them in single digits in each of the four quarters, and closer to five than ten. It, uh, it was definitely a very – it was a defensive battle, I guess you could say, because we struggled to score initially too. Like it, we had four points in the first quarter, and it was – I don't know. It was just a very – it was a weird – it was a weird start to the game. Now, I I was not there, which which made it even wor- worse. It was like the hardest game I've ever had to coach, if you can call it coaching, just because I'm in quarantine. But I thought, you know, Mark and Kendra did a great job just kind of um, – Sticking the game plan, being very, very you know, positive on the sideline, keeping them moving and everything like that. But yeah, like watching watching live from afar is not something I <laughs> hopefully have to do for for a long time again after this week. I hope, but just I thought we defended super well. Um, we talked about Nash here a minute ago. The funny thing is, after the game, she she texted me and said, "So how many how many half half?" Because that was their leading score, and that's who she drew again. And you know, I told her. And, I just think it's really cool. It's just a sign that kind of the how much they've bought in. Just they're not worried about how many did I score, how many, you know, how many points did I get or whatever. I'm getting texts after the game. How many did their leading scorer score? How many rebounds did I have? Just I don't know. That makes me excited because I feel like the culture that we're, we're getting going is is on the right path. And I'm just I don't know. It makes me very very excited for the future. It's almost like the seniors drew a line in the sand after Christmas and said, you know. 
not not past this line, not on my watch. You know, it's uh, okay. you know to the best that they can. You know, obviously we um, haven't gone undefeated, but you know, it's one of those things. I, I like what you uh, kind of said. You know, like the bully approach. You know, it's like we're, we're fighting the bully in a way, and you know, yeah. and they're. Uh, um, I'm guessing they'll remember that. I mean, when they get older, you know, it's like, hey, we didn't lay down. And not that we didn't lay down, but, you know, it was like we didn't just let it happen and, you know, settle for for this point, different loss or whatever. And, you know, you have a choice. And you guys obviously have made a choice after Christmas. And the players, it's great to see. So, Rachel Beerman, 19 for uh, Tipton and 15 rebounds. And, you know, those are the numbers that – people have kind of gotten used to with Rachel putting up, you know, she sometimes makes it look really easy under there, uh, getting rebounds and putting them back in. Yeah. The crazy thing was, again, I had to watch the broadcast or whatever. At halftime, we were up 14 to eight. She had all 14 and I didn't realize that, you know, looking back after the announcer said that, I was like, you know, I think she does, but she had some just, yeah, she, she catches anywhere near the basket. She's going to score. And sometimes, you know, it's maybe the second or third shot. She's getting her own rebound, but, I mean, she's tough to handle down there just because she's so relentless. And because of her, just how tenacious she was down low, it forced Durant to really kind of suck inside. And that allowed her to kick out to Alex and Carly a couple times in the second half who hit some big three-pointers and really pushed that lead. So we're really, I think Rachel's come a long way in terms of not forcing the issue. When teams start to collapse on her, she's not trying to score through two and three. She's finding her teammates outside who are open and taking shots. And I think then they kind of reciprocate it when they're getting guarded, they're looking inside her. So I've just seen a ton of growth out of them just kind of figuring out, hey, I know my teammate's there. I'm going to give it to her because I know she'll give it back to me if I'm more open than she is. So I thought Rachel's come a long way that way. But, yeah, averaging a double-double for the year, that's pretty impressive. Alex had 11. She made two more threes. She has seven threes made in the last two games. And, um you know, when she's able to give us anything, any made shots from the three-point line, that just opens up the middle that much more. Yeah, it, it's a huge, huge tool for us if she's able to hit a shot. And a lot of times, I feel like she's able to hit her first one. We're good for two or three more just because she is, uh, I think she's a confident shooter. Like, when when she sees it goes down, one go down, she a lot of times will hit one or two after her. And then her teammates... Good or bad, her teammates try to kind of follow her lead there, and sometimes we get a little three-happy, especially against zones. But, I mean, having a shooter like Alex and then Carly coming on a little bit, Haley and Nash being able to shoot a little bit from the outside, um, it definitely kind of expands our offensive weapons. You know, it seems like if Alex hits one, Allison hits one. <laughs> I don't know, it just seems, or, or vice versa. It's like it's like whoever hits the first one, a different person hits another one, not too much longer after that. So it's not just. Yeah, we're really. We, we kind of play off each other well, especially our guards. It just. As long as we can hit that first one, I feel like everybody just kind of takes deep, like, breath and, like, all right, we can do this. And we shoot more relaxed. But it's when that first two or three miss, then we start getting tight and missing them. So having somebody like Alex who could step up and hit one at any time is always a good thing. My computer's crashed. <laughs> so my varsity oh. bounced down. Okay, it's up. Dang it! You could. It's like it's. It's like you couldn't have been up ten seconds ago. Now I have to edit this. <laughs> okay. So, at least I'm recording today. Last night I was uh, talking with Coach Helgerson. We went for like 15 minutes, and I 
my garage band crashed, so we have to record again later this morning. <laughs> so I'm gonna pick back up here. Okay. Rachel wasn't the only one with a good rebounding night. Allison Nash had seven rebounds to go with two steals. Um, so I mean, we had 30 rebounds in total, and Coach Durant plays very well at home. Um, as you hope that, as if you were a Wildcat fan, you hope they would. You know, you want to see him play well at home, just like we want to play well when we're playing at home. And I, I think it's kind of. To me, it seems like that is true. Is that true? Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think that's a tough place to play. Like, obviously, I wasn't there in person, like I said earlier. But like, even when I was at Regina, I just always felt like we, we struggled to play there. And they were always super hyped and very ready to go. And so I would agree with you. I think that's – and watching them on film uh, a couple times in some of their earlier games, just they seem to have like an extra pep in their step, a little bit more aggressive on the defensive end at home. And I thought, you know, after a sluggish first quarter, I thought we really – not that we didn't guard well the first quarter too, but I just thought we were just a little slow offensively. And so we just kind of moved the ball a little bit better after that first quarter, and we continued to guard. And, yeah, we – I mean, we forced some tough shots. They missed some shots they normally make, and we didn't give them a lot of second chances, and I think that was important. So that takes us to where we're at now. We uh, are – as we record this, we're sitting in the middle of a snow day or weather day, I should say. Regina has been canceled. Tomorrow is uh, Wilton and a team that, you know, we played right after Christmas, and that was one of those games where, um, not that you were testing a theory or anything, but that was one of the first games that uh, the defense uh, kind of uh, had their day. You know, we held them under 50 points, and at that time, actually under 40 points, if I remember right. And, you know, it was close the whole, whole night. And that was the first night that I kind of was like, hey, this is going to be something cool. And if, I mean if things can continue here we that was the first night i noticed where you know we changed our defense on the fly in a way it's like you know if a team's coming in thinking you're going to play just zone and you come in you have two options you can, you can play your zone or you can switch and play man but not a lot of teams can you know go go from one to the other in successive trips down the court or you know like maybe every third time or every fourth time. I mean, that takes some concentration and basketball acumen. Uh, yeah, I just got done watching it again on film, and, and I agree with you. There was definitely just a there was a difference that night. I don't know. You know part of it was scheme, just with how we were guarding and things like that, but I think part of it was we had we practiced well over Christmas, and we just, you know, we've been telling them all week, hey, we can play with this team, we can play with this team. I know their record is very good, but, like, I think we match up well. And they bought in, and, yeah, we were very physical. We guarded well. We struggled on the offensive end, which wasn't a new thing, obviously. So I think we've improved in that regard. But uh, it'll be senior night, which, you know, I've had it both ways. Just teams that show up ready to go and, you know, win for their seniors and teams that kind of are so worried about all the other fluff and stuff that they forget there's a game, too. And so that's always a concern as a coach a little bit. But um, we have a good group, and I think – I think they'll be ready to go, so we're excited for it. I'm not excited to watch it but from afar, but it'll hopefully be the last one I have to do that, and we'll uh, move on next week. Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast this morning. We'll look forward to catching up and talking about these games. Also, should have postseason destinations uh, 
known by that time, and we'll um, talk about that as well. Good luck. Go get them. Corner Podcast. We're catching up with West Branch girls basketball coach Jared Tiley. Coach, welcome on. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks again for having me. Have some games to talk about. You guys are back in action, uh, and we have some things to talk about. You know, you guys had um, <laughs> you you beat Mid Prairie the last time on January eighth, and then you were off for a long time, and then you were supposed to play Tipton, and they got postponed, and you know that's coming up here. Um, next week. So the first game we're going to talk about is at Regina. And, uh, you know, you guys have had some battles over the years. You guys got them um, 52-36, and that's a good win. Yeah, and and, uh, and the score might be a little deceiving. They uh, We got off to a really good start, which um, was a little bit of a surprise just because of our long layoff. But we played really well. For the first, oh, about four, a little over four minutes of the game. And then um, I don't know if the adrenaline kind of wore off and we got a little fatigued or what, or give credit to Regina. They they went on a little run of their own to close it back out um, and tighten it up in the first quarter. And then, um, you know, we separated ourselves again. And then in the third quarter, they got it down to six, I want to say. And then, um, and then after that, we kind of ended the game on – I believe was a 12 two run, I want to say. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a tough basketball game for us and it always is. And I actually told, um, one of my coaches ahead of the game, I really enjoy playing at that place. Um, as big of a rival as they are. Um, and as sometimes as you know, you quote, don't like your rival. I enjoy playing at Regina. I feel like they do things right. As far as the atmosphere goes, I really like their gym and, and it's always a it's always a, a tough battle with them. So yeah, it was a good basketball game, and, and our kids gutted it out and pulled it out in the end. As a third straight victory over Regina, um, they hold an edge over the last thirty or so games. However, um, you know they came in and they've played. I'd, I'd say they'd probably th- say the meat of their schedule. You know they played at Solon, at Monticello, Cascade at home, Bellevue at home. All four of those were losses before they face you guys so you know five straight losses after your guys's game um that's not a typical regina sort of mode of operation however you know the strength of schedule they put out there that is normal yeah yeah and and uh you know i mean they're they're good they're a quality basketball team and and they had some bumps too and um you know that they're, they're gonna be a tough out when the postseason comes around i guarantee it and they made things hard for us so we we're fortunate to get out of there with a win Sasha Koenig, 24 points, 6 rebounds. Delaney Alexis, a double-double, 12 and 10. Ryland Drucker with 9. And she got um, had a pretty good night at the free throw line. You guys had uh, um, less turnovers than them. You guys outshot them from the field. You guys got the free throw line more and took care of business. So you guys had uh, two games in the middle of... The, the big one we'll talk about later. You guys uh, hosted Wilton on the 29th, and the Beavers came to town. You know, they 
they gave you a game at Wilton. You know, they got out to lead, and, uh, you know, this is one of those second-time-around games, and um, there's a little bit different story this time. Yeah, and and, uh, uh, and I felt like it was one of our better games of the year, to be honest. We, we played pretty well. We shot the ball well, um, played well defensively. Um, uh, Kelsey Drake is a, is a good player, and she got free there in the first half against us, and then especially against our press, and we made some adjustments, and and our kids played extremely well in the second half and, and separated ourselves, and uh, it was a good win, like you said, especially after going to their place and being down at halftime of their place and having to fight our way back in it in the third quarter and kind of pull away in the fourth. So, yeah, it was, it was a good win for us, and, and Wilton's having a – in, in my opinion, Wilton's having a, a pretty good season. And uh, um, so, yeah, it was another, what I think was another good win for us. Yeah, Wilton's got um, more wins than they did last year. I think they had six total, maybe. So they have, they're sitting, well, after this, they picked up another win or two. But they have ten wins now. So, you know, that just adds to the overall strength of the conference. Um, you know, we get into that, but I think we'll hold off on that for a while. So, you know, um, anytime you can get a point differential of 10 or more points in a quarter and then multiple quarters is helpful, and that's what happened in the second half. Um, Kelsey Drake finished with 17, and one of the keys to you guys in that game, you know, defensively, um, that was the only double-digit scorer for um, Wilton, and sometimes they have, you know, Ella Caffrey, I don't believe played in that game, but maybe she did. But you guys had um, – sometimes they have a third third person kind of flirting with double digits and um, holding uh, – you know, you can live with one, but, you know, you don't want to have two, three, or four, you know, and you guys did a good job with that too. Yeah, and, and uh, um, the coach's daughter, uh, the Serata girl, she, she shot the ball well against us at Wilton. And even um, – you know, this last week, she made a couple threes against us as well. So, yeah, like I said, we made some adjustments and and tightened things up a little bit and, and defended a lot better in the second half. Tay Young led you guys with 18 points. Delaney and Alexis, 15 and 9. Sasha Koenig, 15. You guys had uh, um, some girls that are um, playing their last home games and such. And I think it's kind of interesting that, you know, you guys – they they know what part of the schedule they're in. They they know that hey you know playing at home is going to be a, a precious thing down the stretch here. Um, you guys had two more we'll talk about here in a second, but three and zero in this stretch at home is uh, nothing to um, is pretty good as well. Yeah, and then we talk about that. We put an emphasis on um, protecting our home court, and obviously um, the kids who have played for us especially at the varsity level for three and four years now they they understand that and and we put a lot of emphasis on it and and uh you know they've held up their end of it and and we've we've got you know one postseason game or uh one regular season home game left two i guess two two home games left and then our postseason so yeah we're running out of home games so we need to make the most of them you guys beat north cedar in cross division play this past weekend 73-23, you guys had seven turnovers. Anytime you get under 10, that's awesome. You know, you guys uh, didn't let them have more than 10 points per quarter, and that's another good thing. Sasha Canning with 24, Ryland had 17, as did Taya Young. Delaney and Lex had 11 rebounds. I'm not saying the same stats over and over and over, but, you know, you guys have uh, 
um, a good group of people playing really well right now. Yeah, and, and uh, the nice thing is, is we're getting contributions from a lot of people, um, which hopefully, um, you know, you just hope that it boosts confidence and it and it pays dividends down the road in the postseason for. Uh, if, if if somebody's struggling or one or two people are struggling, the other two or three are going to step up and, and pick us up. So, um, yeah, it's nice to see. It's nice to look up that scoreboard and see three, four, five girls in double figures and then getting, you know, two or three girls in double figure rebounding and, and sharing the basketball and those kind of things. So, yeah, it, it's it's been it's been fun to watch our team the last uh, the last week or so. Second straight game with 70 or more points. Uh um, takes you into West Liberty this past Tuesday at home, and that was a fun game to follow. I was uh, at a different game. Um, I kind of regret that now. I apologize, but, you know, um, I had to do my job too, and, you know, I, I kept one eye toward what you guys were doing, and, you know, West Liberty's a good team. You know, Tipton nearly woulda, shoulda, coulda beat them um, the previous uh, Friday, I think it was, and, you know, They've got some weapons, and they're one of those teams. I was kind of going to that with uh, my comment with Wilton. You know, they have probably four, maybe even five players that could, you know, get the 10, 10 to 15-point range game, and, you know, that's kind of tough to defend sometimes. Yeah, and, and for us, um, they're kind of a, a matchup problem for us too. There's, they're just long and athletic, and, and you know, they have five people um, – who can shoot the basketball and can score and, and, uh, and defensively, um, I think they're really good defensively. I mean, they try to grind you out and they, they pressure you and they make things really hard on you with their length and, and their pressure. And we struggled big time in the first half. We, we didn't shoot it well. And, and they turned us over, I want to say 13 times in the first half. So, um, yeah, credit to them. They they really made a, made things very difficult for us in that first half, and and um, and uh, like I said, that's credit to them. Talk about the second quarter and third quarter. It looks like uh, you guys flipped the script on what they they were doing in a way, at least on the scoreboard. Um, it was seven to seven after the first. They led twenty to twelve at halftime, and you know you're used to scoring twelve points in a quarter at minimum sometimes, and to have that in a half, uh, I know, Coach, you don't have much hair to pull out, but I don't know if that was what was going on at halftime or what. It, it, you know, it, it wasn't really, um, and we talked at halftime, and it, there wasn't any screaming or yelling or anger or, or uh, pointing fingers or trying to reinvent what we're trying to do. It was just a matter of us um, – you know, as, as cliche, simple, whatever you want to call it, as it sounds, we just needed to make shots. We needed to make shots, and we needed to quit turning the basketball over and quit allowing them second-chance points. And we did a couple of those things. We still gave up probably too many offensive rebounds in the second half, but we started making shots um, in that third quarter, and we took much better care of the basketball in the second half. Um, Lexi Peake came out and, I believe, made three, maybe three consecutive threes um, in that third quarter, and uh, her and Sash kind of took the game over in the in the second half. Um, I think we started the second half maybe on something like a fifteen to two run or something like that. And uh, and Lex, you know, who probably is the least of our starters that anybody thinks about, steps up and steps up and makes some big shots. 
three of five from the three-point line for Lexi Peak. Sasha Koenig, four of eight. You guys um, made seven in the game. And that 17-4 to four run kind of probably <laughs> had some excitement there. You know, um, games are momentum. You know, you grab it, you want to keep it. And I'm guessing that was part of the uh, second half as well. Definitely. And to that point, um, our bench um, – our bench got extremely into the basketball game at that point, and they got loud, which in turn got, um, you know, what crowd we do have these days into the game. And it, it got fairly loud in that gym, and from both sides, West Liberty and West Branch. And it was fun. I mean, those kind of games, that's why you play. Um, you want to be involved in those kind of games and playing those kind of games and coaching them. And credit to our bench for getting the energy back in the gym for us, um, for our crowd, for our players. And, uh, you know, and our girls responded, and uh, we we did enough, you know, in that second half, scoring wise and and defensively to um, win the basketball game. You guys are thirteen and one, ranked number three in Class Two A, and have three more games in the regular season: two on the road at Mid Prairie um, tomorrow, and Tipton on Mon- Excuse me, yeah, Tipton next week, and Regina at home on the ninth. Some uh, South Division uh, games, some uh, regional rivals kind of in a way, so it's kind of a, a neat little way to end the season, I think. But maybe maybe you think different, I don't know. No, no, I think you're right. And and to add, we also have Durant at home on Saturday too. So we have um, four games in the next uh, five days. So, um, yeah, so our, our schedule is packed once again at the end of this week, and, and all four – South Division opponents, and uh, we need to take it one game at a time because Mid Prairie all, always plays as tough at their place, and then you got to turn around and play Durant on a back to back, and then go to Tipton on Monday, who, like you mentioned earlier, took West Liberty to overtime and and quite possibly probably should have won the basketball game, and then Regina at our place, who just took us to the wire um, a week ago. So we don't have any easy ones coming up here. Um, and and so, yeah, we need to play extremely well and uh, and and take care of things. So After that, we'll you guys see. We'll see how it goes. a break or so. You know, your brackets will um, have come out. We'll talk about that a little next week. But anyway, thanks for coming on this afternoon. Good luck. Go get them. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks again for having me. Go Bears. Coach's Corner Podcast. We're catching up with the West Branch Boys basketball coach, Jason Kern. Coach, welcome on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Ryan. You guys are uh, in the middle of a busy week and busy time. You know, you guys uh, are playing a lot of games in a short amount of, uh, amount of days. How are things going? I, you know, as well as they possibly could, we, we dropped one, but, uh, you know, we, we won four out of the five and we had to play five games and six games. Um, you know, so our, our kids' legs were were not the best, uh, but you know we can't use that as, a, as an excuse why we lost. Um, you know, and I told the kids, you know, the best part about losing, you know, at Wilton on, on Monday night is, you know, the next day we get a chance to um, play again. And so I told them, you know, we had to have short term memory, be mad about that loss tonight, and then, you know, when tomorrow comes around, we we got to be ready to go again. 
and I thought they responded really well. Uh, West Liberty's came off two big wins. You know, I think they doubled their conference win total over the last two years, just this year, in that last week. So they they were a hot team coming into that game, and and uh, you know we kind of both felt each other out in that first quarter, and then uh, you know our bench really stepped up. Peyton Miller came in and, and had two big steals and and buckets and kind of got us going offensively. And and after that, there was no looking back. That's a good place to start. I I mean, I guess I'll have some questions um, about that. You know, North Cedar, um, when you guys played those, the guards yeah. kind of, uh, they kind of tried to play your bigs and then make the guards beat you, and that's exactly what happened. But we'll get in that here in a second. You guys started with Tipton, went all the way to West Liberty, like you just said, and there's maybe one off day between there, and that's because you guys missed some time. And, you know, Last time I talked to you in person was in Tipton, and you you guys were uh, um, looking just to be in a game. You know, I mean, it had been a long time. You guys picked up a 56-37 victory, um, did some nice things defensively, and, you know, just kind of reestablished what you want to do. You know, Jeff Bowie had a tremendous game inside. Um, some of the shooters did well outside, and I thought you guys had pretty good defense that night, too. No, we did. You know, we were just happy to be back. We were uh, shut down. We hadn't played a game in 20 days. And, you know, we didn't practice for two and a half weeks either. And then to even fall on top of that, we were supposed to practice. Then school got canceled again, I think, that Monday. So we had a quick practice in the morning Tuesday to to get ready for that five-game stretch there. So not a lot to go over. Um you know, as far as scouting with these teams, we were just kind of going and playing. Luckily, we had already played Tipton once, so kind of knew what they were about. But, you know, with Tipton, Wilton, some of those teams, they're younger, so you know they're they're going to get better throughout the year. And, and they definitely have, uh, you know, just those sophomore, freshman kids getting experience on a varsity level. It's a totally different game. And, and we knew they were going to be better the next time around. And, uh, you know, Tipton came out. Uh, you know, once again, we kind of felt each other out in the first quarter, and then we, we kind of built on that lead and just uh, kept getting our defense led to some of our offense there. And, and uh, Jeff was big inside for us that game as well. You guys held the Tigers to three of the four quarters in single digit for them scoring, and that's helpful as well. A couple of different quarters um, got five or more points on difference on the scoreboard and just kind of methodically built up a big lead. You guys uh, also had a really good night. Um, if I would have told you, hey, you know, you're going to have four turnovers, I mean, I don't know if you would have taken that or thought I was uh, had hit my head or something. I'm not saying it's not possible, but that has to be a season best. No, yeah, it's around there. You know, we always preach to our kids as, as far as that is we, we like to get 10 or less turnovers a game. You know, that's our goal coming into games. And then as far as the single-digit quarters, we – our goal is to get four single-digit quarters a night. We think if you know if you can hold someone to under 40 points um, with our defense, we, we've got a good chance to to win about every game we're in. Um, you know, usually our numbers, if we can hold people in the 40s, we feel like we can get 50 points a night to to get the win. Um, you know, so if we can do those two things, uh, it's really going to help us. Now, the one thing that's been hurting us is we've been giving up a lot of offensive rebounds, second chance uh, points, and uh, that's something, I mean, rebounding is all an effort thing. It doesn't matter how big, how small you are. You know, it's all about wanting to go getting it. 
especially on the defensive end. Uh, and, and we've got to get a little bit better at that. That really hurt us in that Wilton game, um, the, the last Wilton game, uh, and even the North Cedar game as well. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You guys played Wilton on the 29th. You had senior night. The 30th, North Cedar was at home. And then two days later, you, know, you had Sunday off, and then you went to Wilton. So normally, you know, you don't play conference schools that quick turnaround. Um, you guys took the Beavers 77-56 to 56 on senior night. And, you know, in the age of COVID, you just don't know if you're going to get senior night. You know, it's uh, I, I applaud you guys for having it when you did so you could – I mean, you don't want to, it's not a check mark in a, in a box, but it sort of is, but it's more, you know, we want to make sure these kids are honored. You know, they've put so much time in and, you know, I think I made mention in the paper, um, you know, you guys had like all but one of your seniors score and you have almost 10 seniors, give or take. Um, every, pretty much everyone scored that first Wilton game, Gavin Hirschman, 23 points, uh, just a great night shooting five of six from three point line. Simon Palmer, coach, I'm sorry. Simon Palmer is one of my favorite players. You know, he has that old man's game, but yet he's kind of smooth. Like a, like a, I think he's going to, I mean, if he's ever entertained something uh, going to college, I mean, I think he has a college type of game. He had 11 Holden Arneman had 10 and uh, yeah, a good night. That first one with Wilton. Yeah, yeah, it, it was great to get um, all those seniors in. You know, barely get a the playing team in the fourth quarter, about three, four minutes worth, and not all of them scored except for one. And, and you know, we love seeing that. Uh, all the work those kids have put in throughout the years, and then for them to be able to get in the game and and uh, get a bucket uh, is huge. Um, you know, Simon is is a great player. He's, he's smooth. Uh, he's kind of a poor man's Kevin Durant is the way I look at it. You know, he's a he's a stretch four. He's long for for two A standards. I mean, he's six six four six five, lanky. Uh, he can play outside inside. Uh, you know, he's kind of a mismatch problem for for a lot of teams. And uh, he goes really well with Jeff Bowie there inside. Those two uh, can cause some problems for some defenses, and that's why we've seen a lot of zone defense this year. Uh, and I assume we probably uh, will a lot of the rest of the year. You know, another coach. Another thing that was ex- kind of exciting was 27 first quarter points. I don't know. I haven't. I didn't look, and I'm sorry. But I thought, you know, that has to be one of the highest point totals you you guys have done um, for the opening quarter. I'm guessing you're not thrilled giving up 15 points based on what you said just a few minutes ago. But 27. That's a lot. 40 in the first half. Maybe you're not so thrilled of that either. Maybe you thought you'd have more. I don't know. But what do you make of those numbers? No, that that was, that was big time for us. Uh, we always you know, preach these guys, let's get out to a fast start. And then, you know, we got to play that way for four quarters. But we feel if you can jump on a team right away, uh, you know, they start getting down and then they start forcing some things. And uh, well, we got some quick steals out of our uh, three-quarter court press and just out of our half-court zone, uh, putting some pressure. And it, those lead to some easy layups. And then, you know, that really gives guys some confidence and the, the run starts getting bigger and, um, you know, start hitting some threes, which we did. Gavin was five of six from three, like you said. Uh, you know, it seemed like anything he was throwing up was going in that night. And, you know, we need Gavin to continue to shoot like that if we're going to be good because, a lot of teams are, are keying on Simon and Jeff inside, and once our guards can 
start making some shots outside to keep that defense honest. We're, we're a really tough team to, to play against. Uh, and, and when we can bring that energy on the defensive end, I think that uh, allows our offense to, to just feed off that energy and, and helps us in that way as well. You guys had a second 20-plus point quarter and the third, taking away any comeback hopes from Wilton. Outscored him by 12 in that third, and you guys were on your way. You guys, uh, let's run through the seniors here real quick. You guys have quite a few. <laughs> Bryce Pickett, Simon Palmer, Matt Westcott, Kale Federline, Jeff Bowie, Gavin Hirschman, Kelby Berger, and that is the senior class at West Branch High School this year for boys basketball. The, uh, those seniors, you know, are are big time for us. Uh, like I said, this is my third year at West Branch, so I almost had these kids their whole high school career, minus their freshman year. So we've we've kind of grown together um, as a program uh, with those guys, and they've been tremendous leaders and, and assets to our program and school uh, altogether. Um, they've had a lot of success, not just in basketball, but other sports as well. Uh, and you know, obviously, we hear a lot about. Jeff, Simon, and, and Gavin, but those uh, other four uh, seniors are huge parts to our success as well. You know, Kelby was injured a little bit this year um, earlier and has, has kind of gotten back and, and gotten some time in there um, with uh, our top eight. And then, you know, Bryce, Kale, and Matt are, are tremendous assets to uh, our practice squad. They, they help us get ready for these games. Uh, and, you know, taller guys, you know, those guys are just as important as, as the five that are on the floor. Because if we don't have those guys, we're, we're never going to be ready for any uh, game. Uh, and they do a tremendous job in practice getting us ready on the scout team and, and bringing it to our guys in practice. There's some practices where those guys are, um, you know, competing so hard and, and beating our, our top seven, eight guys. So without them, uh, we wouldn't have any of the success that we've uh, had this year. Coach, a lot of those seniors are, I would say, the seniors. You know, they've been with you through uh, a lot of times. And, you know, you recently passed uh, career win 100 in the Tipton victory. And, uh, you know, we talked about that on the broadcast for the Tiger Cast and um, when that happened. And then I talked to you afterwards. And it was interesting because, um, you know, your dad was a coach. And the current name in Mid Prairie, there's been, uh, you guys have had a good run with, being Golden Hawks, and you know, you just part of. I mean, you're part of the conference one way or the other, and part of the basketball history on that that front too. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, uh, give all thanks to my dad for that. You know, he, me uh, and my brother grew up in the gym with him, and uh, it's we wouldn't have had it any other way. Uh, it was obviously, growing up, you know, we we're at every single Mid Prairie game, so I was familiar with the conference as a, as a little kid uh, on the sidelines with uh, Donnie Showalter and my dad there for, what, uh, 13, 14 years until I finally got to play for him. So it was ex- a tremendous experience growing up as a kid in a gym and just being around the game. And you know, my brother was a lot better basketball player than I was. He was he was really good, probably best player that's ever come through McPrairie. So learning a lot from him growing up, uh, being the little brother, and, uh, you know, then coming to West Branch and you see it from a, a different point of view at a different school. But, uh, you know, so many great players that I've uh, coached throughout my six years 
uh, and great coaches that have been on my staff that have helped get those 100 wins. It's, it's absolutely nothing to do with me personally. If, it, if it's not for those players and, and other coaches, none of this would be possible. So all thanks goes out to uh, all those people. You guys went to – actually, I'm sorry, North Cedar came to West Branch to play last Saturday. You guys picked up an 11-point victory, and – I'll be honest, it looks closer than how I would have thought, you know. Um, we talked earlier, um, you know, about how, you know, North Cedar wanted to kind of key on Palmer and Bowie and, you know, in essence, make your guards take the game, and that's what happened. You know, Peyton Miller with 17, Holden Arneman with 15, Thomas Gould with 10, and uh, uh, combined that's 42 of the 61 points out of your guards. Yeah, no, those guys stepped up there. And, and, you know, like I said before, we just had no time to prepare for any of these guys. This is the first time we've seen them. And, you know, we're kind of a team where we are super prepared for every game that we go into. So with with a short turnaround, you know, after a game and, and coming in, and then our guys, you know, not saying we overlooked them, but I think we did. And that's what happened with the Wilton game second time around too. You know, they're – they were what five and twelve, and our and I just don't think our guys, you know, took them as seriously as as we should have right away. And you know, I told them we've got to respect every single opponent we play. I don't care if they have zero wins or twenty wins. Uh, you got to be ready. And I said, especially, you know, this year after coming off a conference championship last year, and then you know we were twelve and zero and uh, fifth in the state you got a mark on your back now and everybody is going to give you their best game every single night you step on that floor uh, and we got off to a super slow start you know weren't hitting shots missed a lot of bunnies inside uh, missed a lot of threes uh, we were down two at halftime and then uh, we were down 10 with three minutes to go and with the final three minutes and then the eight minutes of the fourth we went with a smaller lineup with Simon Palmer at the five, uh, Peyton Miller, Holden Arneman, Gavin Hirschman, and uh, Thomas Gould on the perimeter. And we really stretched that zone out. We never just packing it in. And our guards really created well for each other. You know, Holden Arneman stepped up huge, hit some big shots. Peyton Miller came off the bench and, and was big for us. You know, I think he was two for about 30 from three-point line uh, coming in at the game. He, had, he went three to five. Um, so, you know, hopefully gave him a little confidence. Uh, you know, we never tell him not to shoot. You know, we give all of our guys a green light. Um, you know, I think as a coach, you can't, you know, tell your, your players not to shoot the ball, even if they're, because then that gets in their head and that's all they're thinking about on the court. So, you know, we kind of give those guys a green light and free will to play. And, um, you know, sooner or later, it's going to go in. Uh, but our defense really stepped up there in that last final three minutes of the uh, third quarter. I believe we went on a 20-2 to two run uh, from the end of the third quarter to the beginning of the fourth there to, to really ramp it up, and uh, we, we kept the game out of reach. And I, I thought that after that game, our guys were going to, you know, maybe come in a little more check and, and not take some of these teams lighter, but... Uh, it didn't look that way uh, when it came to uh, Monday night. So hopefully now, you know, sometimes, uh, I guess, do you want me to go on to the Wilton game? Sorry. Yeah, that, yep, that's where I was headed. So so then we we come to Wilton Monday, and uh, you know, obviously we just beat them 21 or 22 on, on that Friday on senior night. 
you know, so you get them two days later. We had Sunday off to give our guys a break and uh, get some legs back. Uh, so then we come uh, Wilton Monday, fourth game in uh, five days, and we started off pretty pretty good. Uh, we got the biggest thing was we got in foul trouble. Thomas Gould picked up two in the first. Holden Arneman picked up two in the second. Peyton Miller picked up two. So then you know. I always tell our guys, you gotta once you get that first foul, you gotta kind of, you know, feel the officials out. How are they calling the game? Uh, and, and you know, they're calling a little touchy on the perimeter, and then inside, they're letting a lot more contact go. Uh, and our guys have got to be able to adjust to that. Um, and and we did not do it very well. Uh, good job of that um, on Monday night against Wilton. And you know, hats off to them. They they, they played a really good game. You know, they hit a buzzer beater at the end of the third quarter and at the end of the fourth. So, you know, two threes like that at, at the end of any quarter, not just the end of the game, uh, you know, kills you uh, and gives the other team a lot of momentum. Uh, we were up the whole game and, until the fourth quarter, actually. Um, they went on a little run. We answered and, uh, you know, what came down to the – we hit a two, went up 52-50, we got the ball back and then turned it over on a uh, on their press, and then they got it back. Called a timeout. We matched up man and just got mismatched and didn't get a hand up on a three point shooter, a kid that just hit his final four threes of the game, uh, and and that was that. So um, you know, I think that might have been the best thing that could have happened to this team is, is getting a loss like that. Um, you know, I told our guys I think this is going to bring us together and. You know, now we know we can't go into games thinking we're unbeatable and take teams lightly. We got we got to come into every single game ready to go, knowing that other team's going to give us, um, you know, their best uh, every single night. And like we had talked earlier, I think that really showed coming in Tuesday night against West Liberty. Our guys were ready to go, ramped up, and uh, ready to get back on the court after a loss. Yeah, you know, we had talked earlier about how, you know, it – at least it wasn't a Friday where, you know, where you had two days to, to sit on it. You know, you just don't know. You don't want a, one loss to become two. And not that, I mean, on paper, you would have been favored for, to beat West Liberty by most standards. But like you said earlier when we were talking here for the podcast, you know, they, they picked up a couple of victories. And, you know, the, it can be dangerous. You just don't know with, with high school kids. Oh, no, you're exactly right, you know. Something could go wrong in the day. You don't know what kid you're going to get showing up uh, at the game that night. And the West Liberty off two wins, and, and you know we're coming off a loss. And I would have hated to be the opposing team that we were going to play, no matter who you were that night. Cause I, you know, I know our kids were, were mad and, and ready to get back on the court and uh, show that you know we're worthy of that fifth ranking in the state. And and we we showed that way. Uh, you know, we we got and. The last thing is we got all of our players in again uh, against West Virginia. Got quality playing time in the fourth quarter there. And uh, hopefully got some of our guys out so they could rest a little bit. So we're ready for this playoff stretch here coming, even though we still have five more games left here in a week. So Jeff Bowie had 21, Simon Palmer 14 in the Wilton loss. Gavin Hirschman, Jeff Bowie, Simon Palmer all at double digits in the West Liberty win, 13, 11, and 11 on that. And uh, Simon, double-double with 11 rebounds. Um, you know, I, I'm sorry if you've uh, uh, said this already, if it's a repeat, but I, 
it's something I'm going to say again. You know, the 24 to 6 outscoring the Comets in the second quarter. And, uh, you know, those type of disparities in on the scoreboard for a quarter, um, you know, kids can read the scoreboard, you know, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you know, that, that was big. Once again, our defense, you know, allowed us to, to get some easy buckets there, some steals, and, and get some transition points. And when you can do that, it really deflates the other team and, you know, gives your team some energy. And then it kind of opens up the court. They get a little bit tighter. And once they make one mistake, you know, it's kind of a snowball effect and, uh, you know, trickles into to a lot more. Uh, and our defense really stepped up against West Liberty, and I thought we were more aggressive, forced more turnovers, got a lot more deflections, and, you know, even if there's an open passing lane, it, it, it wasn't open for too long. Our guys were shooting those gaps and, and getting some steals. Uh, you know, we had a very balanced attack that night. I think, like you said already, we had 13, 11, 10. I think we had another, I think Peyton had nine. No, someone else had eight. So, you know, the good part about this team is you key on one of our guys, we're going to have another guy step up. Um, a lot of teams can't say that. You know, they got one or two dudes that are that are their guys. And, you know, if you can shut them down or limit them, those other kids aren't used to making plays. Well, with our team, you know, we got about five guys that, that could go out and get 20 on any given night at, at some point. So, you know, if you shut down Jeff and Simon, our guards are capable of, of putting up some numbers too. So we always tell our guys, we don't care who's scoring. You know, we got enough guys that can put the ball in the hoop. But, you know, if they shut down one person, let's get it to the other guy. And I, I think our guys are really gelling together uh, in that way and sharing the basketball. Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast this afternoon. We'll catch up next week. We'll still have quite a few games to talk about. Good luck. Sounds good, Ryan. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Podcast. We're kicking up with North Cedar Boys basketball coach Robert Helgerson. Coach, welcome on the podcast. Hey, thanks. Yep, thanks for having me. It's exciting. Uh, take two. We uh, recorded last night. However, uh, my uh, user error on my end <laughs> uh, is making us redo this, which is one more time we get to talk to each other. So that's always uh, a treat. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, enjoying the snow day right now, currently. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> uh, interesting. Uh, day you guys weren't scheduled to play tonight so that's good in a way um we do have some games to talk about cascade west branch calamus wheatland animosa some good traditional programs and um some unique games here um unfortunately you're still you you didn't pick up a win in that stretch however um you guys had some good uh good things happen um let's start in you know cascade you guys uh, picked up a win at home early in the year. You guys were looking for the sweep over the Cougars, and uh, you know they got you uh, by single digits. And you know not one quarter really stuck out as you know like a, a huge run by Cascade. You guys were uh, you outscored them in the first quarter nine to eight. It was 14, 16 to fourteen. You guys trailed just by two at halftime, 
and you know you only were outscored by five in the second half. So it's not. I don't know. It, it's. Uh, I know you want to win games, uh, but this loss, you know, it's like you were right there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the Cascade game. Uh, you know, it, it was a slugfest from the get-go. Um, trying to find scoring was uh, far and few between for both teams. Uh, I thought for the night we did a pretty nice job of holding Cascade to limited touches and limited points. Um, they stretched it out a little bit at the end with some free throws and with us gambling a little bit to get the ball back. Um, and so they were able to stretch it out to about nine. Uh, but for the most part, I thought we held them closer to 30. Uh, you take away some of those last-minute uh, free throws and uh, runouts that they had on us. Uh, we, we just struggled all night to find a consistent shot. Uh, we were three from 15 from the three-point line, um, you know, only 30% from inside uh, the arc. You know, the rebounding was fairly even. They they had an advantage in the offensive boards, uh, but. Uh, that was the biggest thing, is just trying to find consistent scoring that night. Uh, defensively, again, like you said, uh, was was a real tight contest in that sense. It's tough when I look at this game because, you know, you guys had 10 turnovers, they had 6. So, overall, it was a pretty well-played basketball game. And when you only have 10 turnovers, more times than not, you win. I'm not trying to pile on or sound like I'm trying to pile on. It's just like... Oh, it's like just close enough. And I, you guys aren't at that point where, you know, you close enough is good enough. You know what oh, I mean? You're absolutely, yep, you're absolutely right. We, we've made a, uh, a comment. We've talked about it a couple times at practice and in our pre-games, you know, over that little stretch that, you know, our turnovers. If we limit turnovers, we become a more efficient offense. If we are an efficient offense, it means that we're not turning the ball over. You know, kind of a making sure if we can take care of the ball, we're going to get good looks. Um, our point guard said, hey, shots are better than turnovers, guys. Make sure we're putting some up. And uh, um, that's absolutely true. You know, six turnovers, that, that's a heck of a job. You know, we try to press them late in the game, and they, they have, you know, you got to give um, Roush and Green credit. Um, they, they've been three-year guys um, on the varsity team that have seen the ups and downs lately and know how to handle a press uh, and did a nice job. We, we couldn't get much out of our press from them and uh, uh, they handled it and were able to kind of just chip away and you know, get that nine point lead at the end. Kale Onu had seven, Joe Conan with five. Gabe Walshire got to play that game and um, you know he's had some injury um, stuff happen and uh, it's good to see Gage back in the lineup. Um, Gage is always going to be a pickup for us. Uh, uh, right now, I think he's Gage. Gage is probably not 100%. He won't admit that, but um, um, you can tell he's trying to find his way to where he was before he was injured. Um, and, and, you know, and obviously some of the stats he played West Branch and then Cowley and then Anamosa, and you can just tell he's not getting the looks. Whether teams are trying to limit him or if he's just being timid with the injury that he suffered uh, against Lisbon, a bum ankle. Uh, but, you know, he'll find his way. I think he's trying to figure out what he can and cannot do um, with this injury. Um, he, he would never admit that that was um, – that is 
an issue for him, and um, he won't make excuses for himself either in that sense. But it is nice to have him back in that senior leadership, that rebounding role that he likes, that he has um, before he left. So I, I think Peyton Lang is going to learn a lot from him in the last week or two of you know how we compete in big stages here, uh, especially when we get closer to districts. That takes us to the next game. You guys played West Branch at home on January 30th. And you guys, uh, the Bears got you that game by 11. But in looking at the previous games besides Mid-Prairie, four of the previous five games, no team was really within 15 to 20 points of the Bears. So, you know, on the final score, you guys were right there in a sense too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's one of those things where we, we talked to the guys pregame. It was, you know, less than 24 hours after the Cascade loss. We're back and we're playing a, a two-way power ranked in the top five. Um, and so, you know, we said there's nothing to lose tonight. Let's go out and play. You guys have green lights. Put up shots. Let's, let's get going on them a little bit. And so I think they kind of took that to heart. and We shot better than we'd um, shot in the last previous games, closer to 40%. Um, and we had been on the, <clears throat> most of the season around 30 32 33%. And so this was kind of a nice night to see. Um, we we made a season high 11 out of 27 um, three pointers, with in my belief I thought could probably have been higher. We we missed a couple open threes that uh, you know if we sink those and it might change the dynamic of the game. We had a a strong third quarter, um, and with about three minutes, a little less, a little more than three minutes left, we had a 10 point lead. Um, our guys had the momentum. We were doing really well. Um, we had three straight possessions where we came up empty and out of good looks, um, and then uh, they were able to chip it down to about six with a minute left. Um, we had, from there, consequently, I think seven out of our next nine possessions were either turnovers or um, bad shots, and that allowed them to take a two-point lead um, going into the fourth, and their momentum just kind of propelled them through. Um, our guys got a little disheartened, and our shot selection wasn't necessarily as good as it had been for the previous three quarters. And uh, they were able to kind of um, salt it away at the end. They they made, I believe, um, 11 straight free throws to end the game. So, um, yeah, they, they was, it was 43 to 50, and they salted it away with uh, 11 straight free throws to win it. Yeah, you know, when you look at, you I mean, you made one more field goal for the game than them. You made more three-pointers. Um, you know, you were within one as a really, not really a rebound advantage. Uh, they they were one ahead of that. Um, you know, it, it's just, you know, it's like you're right there. And it's like that has to be, um, especially on the road, of the two games, you know, I mean, of the two games being on the road, um, you know, being right there is helpful in these type of losses, but, you know, it's just, they're hard to take, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, again, we talked about, you know, 10 turnovers to 6 against Cascade. We look at uh, um, this game, we had 17 turnovers to the 11. Uh, our point guard, unfortunately, had 8 of those 17 um, as he was being pressured. And, you know, obviously, as a point guard, you're going to have more turnovers than anyone on the team because you handle the ball more than anyone. Um We've, we've talked to him, and, you know, the expectation is, you know, we have to make sure we take care of the ball and make good decisions with the ball. Otherwise, we're going to struggle um, 
trying to get into our offense or getting good passes or getting good shots. Um, again, turnovers did that, and <clears throat> you know it was it, it's a free throw advantage they had to twenty three to our four attempts. Um, it just shows the kind of game that they want to play. They want to be more physical, getting to the hoop where we played a little more. Let's see if we can't make our shots and um, compete with a little better movement on the outside. Tatum Lang had 18 to lead the way, 7 of 16 from the floor, 4 made threes. Kale Unner had 12. Joe Condon had 9, 3 of 10 from the three-point line. Kale made 2, and um, you, you kind of want to bottle those up and take it to the postseason, pack it away when you travel for the postseason, right? Absolutely. Joe Condon um, has one of the nicest shots in the conference. I mean, um, this is a first-year varsity player who has finally physically grown enough to be able to compete and play at this level. Um, for the most, most of the first half of the season, it was about trying to find confidence and continuity and flow and the ability to shoot with confidence. And I truly believe in, these, in this little stretch, Joe kind of found his way. Um, he led in scoring in two of our th- uh, four games in this stretch. And uh, um, I really think going into the postseason here, he's going to have something special up his sleeve, um, and you know he's, he's that typical guy that you say, are you sure you're graduating this year? You, you don't want to come back one more year kind of thing, you know, because he, it, one more year of a varsity level, he would be um, a guy that people would have to scout for and um, truly have to take into consideration when playing. Um, Peyton Lang another is a junior who has high potential to be a really special player next year. Um, he has a big, wide body um, ability to drive, and his shot is one of the sweeter ones in the conference as well. He is a guy that needs to just work on his physicality and being able to finish through contact and, and contest shots. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it brings a lot for us. For a guy who's shooting confident, he's just under about 10 points a game after averaging for the first half of the season about three or four. So he's really kind of finding his groove, and I think once we get to postseason, again, he's going to be a dangerous guy to have to watch out for. Coach, I'm going to lump these next two games in because, to me, at least on the scoreboard, they're identical in a way. You guys uh, lost 77-54 to at Cal Wheat and uh, took a tough loss 75 75- 58 at home to Anamosa, and why I'm going to lump these together is, um, you know, we we talked last night about, you know, it seems like there's more individual stars in these two uh, teams you played and maybe people that you had to identify um, on the defensive side. You know, they have Buckmeyer and they have, um, for Cal Wheat, they also, you know, Cal Wheat's just solid, you know, I mean, basketball is their sport, you know, they don't have football, they send their people over to DeWitt, I believe, maybe Anamosa too, uh, or Midland or something, but, you know, basketball is there, and you know what, year in, year out, Cal Wheat's gonna, you know, they're just gonna be their, a basketball place, and, you know, Anamosa is one of those teams that you talked about last night that I'm sure you'll say the same thing this morning, you know, is, you know, they're kind of sneaky. They they may create some noise in the postseason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cal Week is dangerous when they're when their shooters are on. Um, both Buckmeyer Buckmeyer went uh, two for er, yeah two for three from three. They had Connor Shear go four for six, and then I believe 
Um, they had Butine, Butine um, make two threes as well early in the game. Um, so they shot 10 for 16 from three. If they're, if they're able to do that, uh, they are a very dangerous team with Schnee inside. Um, Schnee is a thousand point scorer. And just, I, I compare him to um, Bowie from West Branch because of his size and his ability to affect a game in the post. Um, but I feel Schnee is a bit more aggressive, has a little more of a post game than Bowie does, and is just relentless at finding the ball and being able to finish. Um, went 10 for 17 on us. Uh, he shot really well, 23 points for Schnee. Um, and to our to our credit, we, we shot really well through the first um, two quarters. Uh, we go into halftime tied with them 32 to 32 um, and in the third quarter we had again you know just like we talked about with West Branch we had a, a little lull our shots weren't falling in that third quarter um, you know and that kind of affected our defense a bit they had some runs and right at the end of the fourth uh, end of the third quarter they hit a three-point buzzer beater to really take momentum into that fourth quarter and we we kind of lost all momentum all, all continuity and cohesiveness and it kind of piled up on us in the fourth that we got outscored yeah, and, you know, these are rival games, too, you know. I mean, Cal Wheat North Cedar goes back to the Big East days. You know, Animosa, I don't know, I consider Animosa our rival. I mean, it, it's maybe Monticello for the North Division, I don't know. Bellevue to an extent, I guess. Maybe, maybe I'm reaching for something there, I guess. But, you know, the kids know these, know these guys. Um, you know, Animosa, you know, Sam Wilt kind of had some good things happen. And not just that, but, um, you know, you're running out of games, unfortunately. You know, you're getting down to the last three. Well, you have three more guaranteed games uh, at Comanche, home against Bellevue next week. You know, weather permitting, COVID permitting, uh, whatever permitting you want to add in there. And it's one of those things where at some point as a player, you have to come to grips with you only have so many games left. Yeah. Um, yeah, we talked about it. Uh, we didn't get a chance to mention Animosa yet. You said they kind of got us. They got us by 17 on Tuesday. Um, they're going to be a sneaky team come um, come districts. Uh, I think they're playing as well as anyone in the conference right now, and I think that um, they're going to be a tough out. They got a, they got a favorable district. Um, I think they can compare with West Branch. I believe when they played them early in the year, it was a it was a tight game um, throughout. So I think they've improved. Trey Clatt, it was a revelation for them last night. Um, I think he ended up with 18 and just was everywhere for him last night. So uh, Animosa, yeah, I think is going to be um, a tough out for anyone they get. And as far as, yeah, three games left, we've talked to our seniors, you know. You know, you got, you got a good you got a game against Comanche at Comanche, okay? It's your last true road game versus RVC competition. There's nothing to lose. Go out and play your hearts out. You know, however the score might end up, make sure you can say that you gave it your all. You know, and We have that same talk with our juniors, okay, but with the, with the idea of you know, how can you make our team better? What is this going to build for next year over the summer that we do next year? How are we going to build from now until then? Are we going to be working on our shot? Are we going to be working on just showing up? I mean, what, what is what is our goal? Why are we here? Um, and that's, that's a question we've asked um, multiple times. 
their teeth. You know, this, this season can like well, like what we're having can pile on a guy. It can it can weigh heavy on a guy's mind. You know, and feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And so we've had to make clear about what we want to accomplish and what we're trying to do here. And so um, our guys understand that, and, and they come out and fight every night. Um, it's just about being consistent and uh, being efficient offensively. Defensively, I think when we get in a groove, it's we're very hard to score on. Um, you know, you, you can take that claim to West Branch. We can take that claim to Monticello the second time we played them. I mean, honestly, the first time we played Comanche, it was tight for three and a half quarters until they kind of stretched it out on us late in the, or early in the fourth. So, um, you know, we're, we're capable. Uh, it's just a matter of are we going to be consistent enough um, and efficient enough to truly, you know, grab one of those upsetting wins that might propel us farther in the future. Coach, I appreciate your time to re-record this morning. It was good to catch up again in less than 24 hours. So um, thanks for coming on. We'll talk about these rest of these games uh, next week uh, that we'll get in. We'll also know, uh, well, we know now, but we're going to hold off till next week to talk about the postseason path. Thanks for coming on. Good luck. Go get them. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Coach's Corner Podcast. If you have any questions or comments about this program, please email me at conservativesports at gmail.com. Also, follow along with sports coverage in the Tipton Conservative newspaper this fall for North Cedar, Tipton, Wilton, and Durant Athletics. You can follow along on Twitter with the handle at Consports. That's my Twitter account. I also have a Facebook page called Tipton Conservative Sports, or you can find me on Instagram as well. Thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll see you at the game.